Hello and welcome to the 8th edition of Look Closer, the Found Fiction podcast. If you've never listened before, this show is a creative search for inspiration. In every edition, I'll meet up with a different guest to take a journey around their neighbourhood and explore the places, people and communities around them, unlocking the things that inspire them as creative thinkers and the makers of great things. During lockdown, this podcast has provided us with a lifeline of sorts. It's been a good reason to get outside and spend time with other creative people. We've been able to do this while keeping within social distancing restrictions, as it's only been me and someone else going for a walk outdoors. But right now, you can only meet someone from another household outdoors for the purposes of exercise. So, in this episode, I'm going running around Eckert Reservoir with Jamie Harry Scrutton. Jamie is a Leeds-based artist specialising in spoken word poetry with animation. He's won several awards for his films and performances, most recently at the Dunbobbin Film Festival. He's about to release a book of sketches entitled The Devil Makes Work for Creative Hands. Eckert Reservoir takes about an hour to run around, so if we sound out of breath, you'll know why. Yeah, good man, you? Yeah, I've been lost loads of times. Oh, did you? Now it's satellite navigation, it's just... Yeah, you're... Whoa. I'm always running like this. <laughs> Fine. I feel like a bit of a wuss. Why? <laughs> no, I don't know, I'm wrapped up pretty warm. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you moving because you probably need to keep moving. I know moving. where it is. I hope I've got my um, 38 breath. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just am fighting my uphill. Oh, right. You've I'm all right, though. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm that's your warm-up, then. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm running back, so... Yeah, there were, like, a congregation of leads already out. I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder if I know anyone. <laughs> Good stuff. I think places like this are pretty popular on a weekend, and especially a nice, yeah. crisp winter's oh, God, day yeah. like this. It's uh, Couldn't really get better in January, I don't think. No, it was the f- my first time at this uh, location. Okay. So I've been researching and oh. the scenery just looks beautiful. Yeah. It's really inspiring, like you. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you come out and seek inspiration in, like, countryside often? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a city boy, so when I do go to um, my boyfriend's house in, it lives just between Dalton and Almondbury. There's Castle Lill and uh-huh. the whole of them. Um, Oh, what's the little village called? Kirk Eaton? Kirk Eaton? No, Kirk Eaton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's like beautiful. It's, like, it's visually beautiful. It's all around there and... Quite hilly. Yeah, it's quite hilly. I love, I love running up hills. I'll keep you I love yeah. the steep yeah. incline. It's like a little... Uh, well, it's a wall, but it's like a little stage, um, raised stage. Yeah. So I often go up there and do Facebook Live gigs, seeing that we can't do any at the oh, minute. Yeah. So I just stand on that and he's just filming it. Sweet. But the only thing about that is you've got to really project when you're performing, because the the wind rush up there, it's just yeah. it's unbelievable. And yeah, you're battling the elements. So like, yeah. I, I know you as a sort of performance poet, but obviously you're, a, you're an animator. Yeah. You're, you've dabbled in dance and stuff, right, as well, theatre. 
Uh, well, I worked front of house at theatre and dance. Yeah, Yorkshire dance. I wish it? I could doddle in dance, but I can do pull a few moves. Uh, <laughs> I've had a drink. Too. I'm sure you can. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, it's interesting because as a multidisciplinary artist, which I guess you could describe yourself as, yeah, is yeah. it more about like the stories for you than the medium? Um, yeah, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, so the animation, I, I self-taught myself the, the practice of animation in 2016, summer 2016, with a little uh, anecdote that I wrote called Man Bun. Man Bun? Uh, yeah, and it was actually an inspired story from uh, working at the theatre, and that, that's, that's the pleasure of working in environments such as a theatre because it just inspires you, you know, every day is uh, a different day, it's not the same day. The vast amount of uh, oh, sludge. <laughs> the vast amount of uh, characters that you meet, it just yeah, just incredible characters. I mean, I don't work at a theatre no more, so uh, of course, of course, yeah. So yeah, so firstly, it became written anecdotes, written poems, um, and then I discovered the use, the practice of animation. So I've been adapting poems for. Visual, yeah. visual, uh, kind of visual inspiration, and I do often, uh-huh. like you've seen, perform alongside the animations, which I thoroughly enjoy. And so, I think uh, it, it sort of sets you apart, really, and it kind of reminds me that my approach is very like I start with the story. And, yeah. I mean, I've not done animation, but sometimes some stories are more visual than others, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's more about the words and choice of words than the others. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think you, you kind of get that. Yeah, oh, definitely. Whereas other people, I think, per- perhaps might feel more confident in a first certain format and never stray from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Regardless of the ideas that oh, it's, uh, come yeah. to mind. I've actually just finished a book, which is going to be uh, cool. published next month. The release date, I'm delaying a little bit. Yeah. Due to lockdown and. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want to do some kind of physical promotion Launch, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if not, I'm um, planning to do a little uh, mini video episode series. I suppose, suppose you, so, you're potentially more set up for digital engagement than most. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Knowing, oh, yeah. Knowing the kind of software that you might need for that. Absolutely, yeah. I really just like eat journals. I've been keeping them since I was about 14 years of age. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, now I'm 32 next week, so can, you can imagine how much I've got like a library journal. I'm the same. I, I used to fill, I used to nick school exercise books, the little yeah. blue and red ones. Oh, I've got to um, remember them, like nostalgia. And just write stories in it. <laughs> I haven't kept them, unfortunately, but. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. There's some of them from like year, year two and stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. The book is primarily selected, selected entries from journals of my process of making animation. Ah. It's got poems that I've never, or anecdotes, which I like to call them, which I've never performed before in them. Anecdotes. Yeah. 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 Um, mixed with experiences from my mental health. So. Yeah. So keeping it, keeping it quite real and. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more of a, like a visual. It's going to be like a visual. Way. 
Royal Air Force size, American size buck. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a, there's, there's things for everyone in there and, um, and uh, creation can be for any artist, you know, any artist can have like devilish time through creation and portray mental health, etc. through, yeah, as a means of expression through art. It's, um, sometimes it comes out as a beautiful thing, so I've titled the book The Devil Makes Work for Creative Hands. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Nice. I'm just noticing where we're running, like um, the footprints are sort of frozen in the mud beneath us. It's not too sludgy, it's no. kind of more icy. It's and it's like footsteps frozen in time. I'm just oh, going yeah. with that as like a yeah. bit of a metaphor I'm noticing here. Like yeah. footprints frozen in time, like a journey you might have taken that is forever in your memory. Yeah. Like the footprints that are frozen in the ice here could be kind of a metaphor for that. That metaphor stayed with me ever since that broadcast. I think I might use it as a way of conveying the significance of a journey someone takes where they're walking over someone's footsteps in the mud, unaware it's someone they know very well, who they may never see again. And like, how has the past sort of 12 months or so been for you creatively? Uh, yeah, I've been... Extraordinary creative. Um, Great. When lo- when lockdown first commenced, I was I was dreading it, and then I found myself producing eccentric, if or black and white charcoal sketches, which I've um, which I'm actually selling on my website. It's on my Wix website, Jim H. Griffin, and um, I've been just using various illustrations from then to make animations um, yeah. I'd, I'm just uh, completing a commission for um, a musician called John Devlin, I don't know if you've heard of him I've heard of the surname yeah. actually yeah uh, so I'm just completing an ad- uh, animation commission for him I completed in ju- summer last year a music video animation for Lens Oh, yeah. Loved. Yeah. His track's called Loved. It's actually on YouTube, available now. So I've just been... I'm working on the book, so... I've just been making use of... Yeah. The time that Something of a bad time to make it. So, you, I mean, a few possible. people I've spoken to um, kind of have struggled, and I I kind of have, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's like the, the lack of people, and I didn't realise how much I kind of needed that, and how much people actually inspired me in their stories yeah. and overhearing things and actually the, the kind of casual chats you have yeah, yeah. Um, with them at events and or at work or whatever I mean obviously we've got the time to be more time potentially to be creative now but oh, yeah, in terms of the stuff that's going in the creative bank of my mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, I've had to re-approach that I have kept up because I kind of have a booklet of of lines, it's just called lines, and it's just right. lines that come to me. Oh, whether it's a bit of speech or whether it's like a, a, an image that comes to my mind, and yeah. I kind of write it down, and I'm like, that might be part of a poem one day or a story or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of a good way to, if I am, if I don't have time, I'm just like, oh, I'll open my book of lines and see if I can run with any of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Uh, so, you know, I felt lucky, really. 
Um, I mean, uh, yeah, it could have been a very different year for me last year, but you know, it worked out okay in the end. Yeah. Uh, whereas for many people in the arts industry, it hasn't. Oh, it's um, been, it's been just a disaster after disaster, but hopefully it can rise from the Phoenix and. Well, yeah. we will, we will somehow. <laughs> I mean, it's got to kind of produce. <laughs> It's got to kind of produce some of the best art oh, yeah, humanity's ever seen, if anything, Mike. I mean, I, I was kind of talking to on the previous episode of this yeah. about the concept of this being a whole era of art. Yeah. Like the... Uh, we're living through a time of history. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, you kind of get your kind of um, pre-war art and then you get into war and people yeah, yeah. compartmentalise history. And the art reflects the context of that history. Oh, absolutely. And, like, this is a huge bit of history we're living through now. Yeah, yeah. So let's reflect on the where we are. Yeah, we're a bit sludgy now. There's a lot of water trickling around us. I mean, we are at a reservoir after all, but it's been okay up till now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, like, with, with running particularly, do you find that exercise helps with, like, e-creativity? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, uh, sometimes I'm rehearsing... Um, my pieces when I'm running, you know, in my head, really? I can be either, like I can like multitask, I can, I can be listening to music, and uh, while some exercise and running, and I'll be running around the park, rehearsing my pieces, or I'll have it, either have it, um, the pieces recorded on phone. Oh yeah. Sounds a little bit, what's the word? Not, not pretentious, but you know, you're just listening to yourself whilst you're running. Well, well it's a bit self indulgent, but I can get it. You have to, though, don't you? If you're in performance, you've got to sort of. Yeah. You've got to know how much energy you need to give it, and yeah, yeah. you're not aware of that sometimes when you're actually delivering the poem. Yeah. So you've got to. That's cool. Like, uh, yeah, I like to think that it helps me running, like, creatively. Yeah. Whenever I try and actually think of a story or try and think about how I might develop a story yeah yeah uh, depends on the um, severity of the run really oh yeah because if it's a sometimes you need to just focus absolutely all your energy on getting through the run yeah yeah but like oh, I think absolutely. on a leisurely run it's like you can sort of think outside the box a bit more get outside of your room your desk wherever yeah. you write I mean where do you find that you write? Have you got like a... Oh, I, I write everywhere. I can be writing on a train. I can be writing... When I worked at the theatre, I actually wrote on shift, you know, when I met... I, mean, I was inspired by all these incredible characters that came through the door. Yeah. I could be writing anywhere. I could be writing now in my brain. No, yeah. not, not yet. <laughs> I guess, like... But, yeah. Just... I, I find that writing isn't just about actually... Just the writing bit. It's like... It's just as much about consuming the world around you, right? And, yeah, yeah. All right. And like, just even like reading is part of writing and watching TV, yeah. you know, actually digesting stories as many as possible is part of writing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's just take a bit of stock of where we are. Like, we're just about maybe a third of the way around this reservoir, it's and it's just ref reflecting per perfectly the sky and the trees yeah. above it. It's like a nice half and half. Yeah. Shot of the landscape. I like um, how it's uh, all visually harmonising into each other. It's, yeah. it's beautiful, yeah. And the part of it is frozen over. Like the sides of the reservoir are kind of frosty and <laughs> hot, like really 
kind of shimmering the patterns that are frozen on top yeah, of the yeah. water. Like I guess um, people do come here in good times as well. You know, it's it's obviously a popular spot to be right now um, when it's like one of the biggest open spaces in in North Leeds, I guess. But um, I think people be interesting to know, like I said about the footprints here, yeah, about all the pleasant times people have come here as well, you know, as opposed to just now where it might just be their one exercise a day. Yeah, but it's just it's just all about nostalgia. That's what I find along these paths, you know. Like you mentioned about stories, every uh, footprint expresses a story. So yeah. I usually go running on my own, and I usually separate it from my own creative time, but while out running with Jamie, I can see how the two are pretty well connected. You have to be perceptive for your own safety while you're out running, and in doing so you notice small details that you simply wouldn't do if you were out walking. The shape of a twig that just appears in your eye line, the texture of the ground beneath you, the feeling of air deep in your lungs. When inspiration strikes and stuff, do you tend to like get locked into the zone a bit and try and complete whatever it is you're doing kind of as quickly as possible or do you find yourself tweaking things for weeks, months on end? Oh hell yeah, I'm doing that in a minute. I'm trying to get this project finished. It, meant to be, it needs to be finished by Friday. Wow, got about okay. one minute worth of animation through, which it is possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the longest I've worked on this, uh, the commission actually. I've been working on it since November. Normally it only takes a month for me to create, so your question about the process and yeah. the length of um, from beginning to end of a specific piece or project, it, it just varies depending on yeah. if it's a commission, take my time if I've, if I've planned to the deadline. Okay. But if it's back but if it's a, a fast moving okay. kind of project I can just get it done like this and any kind of <laughs> do you draw a line between the projects that yourself that you have your own personal passion projects and yeah. the commissions you receive like are you kind of motivated in different ways I mean I'll, I'll work about eight hours a day on my uh, on commissions and I've learned now I've educated myself too stop at six o'clock because I used to run oh yeah run over until midnight and it's not really good for your anxiety etc so no, no. but yeah yeah I've, there's, a, there's a divide there's a line between commission and your own your own time your own work your own pre- uh, preservation to just and, take time out and it's just I think the more mature anyone gets yeah. more independent everyone gets people learn how to so. bide with time and control and yeah I just I just mean I guess with the commissions I guess uh, do you do you have to kind of put less of yourself into those oh yeah definitely I always it's about them it's about the it's about the musician poet artist yeah I mean, and it I, is a collaborative process but it's all about them yeah. um, but sometimes some commissions um, I mean, it's a good practice, but uh, I'll be open to whatever concepts, whatever ideas or preferences they want their project to look like. Yeah. 
but some are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what I want in it. So right. I'm left to do, the, I'm left to do the um, ideas myself. But then it just, it, then it just binds into like a collaborative, beautiful thing. And I just love collaborating. I just love yeah. making someone else's words. So is your motivation? I'm just trying to get in onto like, in terms of like, you know, creativity is a great way of expressing yourself, oh, your yeah. feelings and stuff. But on a commission, I guess you, you are still being creative, but you're not necessarily, you know, getting something off your chest or. It, no. Is it just what, what's the what's the difference in kind of how different are the satisfaction you get from it? Is it more about? Satisfying a client, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Than your own creative impulses and the whole the whole conception about a commission is is satisfied. It's about being a perfectionist for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the whole satisfying the client and and just creating, expressing what they feel. Huh. It's hard to get into someone else's kind of. A, Psyche, if you like, you know, yeah. their own way of seeing the independent world. element. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they might have something visually different uh-huh. to what a commissioner is producing, another artist is producing. So it's just just element, just to be on the same wavelength and be on the same right of the same elements uh-huh. of what you both are seeing. Well, yeah, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant, uh, cl- collaboration's a brilliant thing. I really, I thoroughly enjoy it. There are so many artists who make a living from commissions. I've never known this particular dynamic that Jamie speaks of. The motivation you must feel to get a piece of work right for your client so it fills their creative need, as opposed to the motivation you feel to make a point or put forward your own perspective in your own artistic voice. We've just come onto the road now. It's just, I'm noticing the difference in the when you're running. You can kind of notice more the difference in terrain beneath your yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like it's reflective of like your life in a way. I suppose sometimes it's easier to get somewhere than others. Like sometimes you're trudging through sludge like we have been. Sometimes you're walking like, yeah, on ice. A lockdown. <laughs> trudging through, yeah. And sometimes so. it's just like easy, you know. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you're loving it, and sometimes it's uphill, sometimes downhill. Like I find, like the actual nature of running itself is like just reminds me a bit more about what life's about. Oh know? yeah, definitely. Like the effort, the reward, the highs and lows, and the struggles, and yeah. And then you kind of you always sort of come through, and that's where you pick up confidence. And you're like, well, I've just. My body's amazing, kind yeah. of thing. You know, it's like stimulating yourself. So it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just. I think it's just an aspect of particular leads that you, t- you uh, take for granted. It's, you know, you don't really take into consideration of yeah. the inspiration, influence, if you like, what it brings and the. Yeah, you know, true. The, just thinking like those the I'm stories always, people have when you, you know, different people that you're passing and wonder what stories you conjure up. Yeah, like yeah. what. What does this moment mean to them right now, you know? Yeah. Like, you see young and old people hanging out, you see pets and you see babies yeah, and toddlers yeah. and... You know, what, what does this moment mean for them? Is there some, something groundbreaking that they're discussing, something groundbreaking yeah. right now? Is, 
what's the mood of everyone? It's yeah. it's like a natural curiosity you have about people's lives as a writer sometimes. Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, yeah, so, you know, um, I think everyone has this kind of aspect to them where they, uh, they're the watcher of the other people and they're just, like you said, the curiosity of, you know, what reflection, what stories behind them. And, yeah, you know what they've been eating today, what they've been doing, you know, just yeah. Because <laughs> you know that it needs to resonate with people. Oh yeah. So you need to kind of be real with it, right? And, yeah. I find that I kind of overhear quite a lot, and that kind of inspires me. You know, I add that oh, yeah. to my book and stuff, and add that to the, the notebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, one time I remember being in, I think it was like Top Shop or something. All right. And uh, just you know, like when it's not busy and there's just two people on the hills just chatting and not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. And someone said, <laughs> someone that one of them said to the other, um, sometimes I just feel like someone else's vague memory. Oh, yeah. Like, like and, and it's actually stayed with me for years, that line. Yeah. And I've kind of just now started to think about how I might use it, like, five years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to try and write something that's... Uh, it's kind of about one protagonist, like one character. Yeah. So it's going to be something called like something like 22 stories about X, the name of the character. Oh, wow, yeah. But in some stories, he's like, or she, yeah. is, um, or they, is uh, kind of just a distant part of the actual thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're just a bystander and sometimes oh, yeah. they're not actually part of the story. But it's just kind of... What I'm trying to say with it is that we're all like play a part in someone else's story sometimes, yeah. and we touch so much drama every day, you know. Oh yeah, I love observation. Observation's a big obstacle. Well, yeah. not obstacle, but it's a big inspiration. I mean, I'm always observing, um, like I say, particular people, and uh-huh. um, I was actually introduced to um, a couple of. Uh, local parks on my doorstep in Woodhouse. Oh yeah. Uh, which I often uh, well Lens introduced me to one of them, which I never knew never knew about. I think it's called St George's Park. St George's uh, it's a beautiful picturesque uh, vibe of the surroundings and I often go there to uh, just to reflect, just to observe, just to write. Uh-huh possible to meet people chat conversation so it's uh but I'm, so, so yeah I'm, your answer to that is i'm always up observation's a big big key it's a big element and uh, uh and observing people specifically yeah so like yeah okay so that's because yeah because I, mean. I when i write a piece a little whimsy piece i uh i can be inspired by story I can create a specific character, marry them both together, and it becomes the observer. The ob- so I've got a friend, she's quite fruity, and I took her persona and merged it with the, uh, the TV uh, commercial Mr. Muscle. Yeah, loves the jobs you hate. Yeah, <laughs> merged them both together. So they're both like non fictitious, you know, they're both there. Merged them both together and wrote the piece from her perspective. Uh, kind of fruit of its own and uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah that, that, that's how I that's how artistically I frame my so, so when how did Mr Muscle come along to that 
Oh God, I was so juvenile in the rotate. Just, I was just sat down one night and I was going through a kind of a, uh, kind of a theme of um, collecting loads of um, TV commercials, uh. such as Mr. Muscle, PG Tips. Yeah. And I'd just sit there writing about them and thinking, and they always twist everything. I've got through it in mind myself, so I always twist everything and make it something, even if it's a bad situation, turn it into a positive and optimistic's a big thing for, well, everyone right now. So, so you start with, like, reality. Yeah. Real person, real advert, whatever. And then just marry them both together. And then, yeah, that's where the magic happens, I guess, yeah. isn't it? It's like, um, okay. the other night, we just sat chilling with my partner and the uh, TV adverts came on and there were uh, an advert about uh, Viagra for the elderly and I wrote a poem about that oh. and just came out of nowhere with one of them non nonsensical yeah. kind of pieces and uh -huh. I like, I'm just you don't know when it's going to strike to you inspiration like. for example okay. this book which I finished it is finished but I keep I'm always inspired, I'm always writing new anecdotes and I'm putting it in and putting it into the book, the collection. And like it just, I mean, there is a time where you just got to go, right, stop, because you could just be overloading it. Fit, so, trying to fit too much into it. <laughs> so I just keep, I just put them aside for another project, but yeah. I know plenty of artists who transcend traditional artistic formats, but Jamie's combination of animation and poetry does feel one of a kind. I like how he packages his stories up as anecdotes, which suggests they're stories you might tell someone else in a pub. Hey, there's some there's some sites here. So I there's a, it's like, a little um, like a farmhouse, but there's like a separate like a barn type of thing with smashed windows. Abandoned uh, derelict. Yeah, abandoned yeah. buildings. Hay bales stacked high. I can kind of imagine when I see hay bales. Yeah. It's that image of just chilling on top of them with oh, a few mates. Oh, absolutely. Just like having a beer or two or yeah. just that, that sort of pastoral countryside feel. Yeah. We've got cows grazing here as well. Honestly, it's com it's like a completely different. I mean, I know it's a I know it's like a little cliche and everyone says, oh it's a different, you know, but from in comparison to from where I just run, I just feel like I've run into a completely different yeah. kind of just slight a, serenity. <laughs> yeah, different vibe, isn't it? I guess yeah, yeah. when you're in a place with sort of sweeping views, oh, God, there's, yeah. there's nothing to be distracted by, you know. You're kind of just here and you can have whatever thoughts you want and you can think things through. Like, I think the difference with the city, like, you just have to sort of the hustle and bustle, keep wary of all sorts yeah. as well, like traffic and you kind of like people approaching you, telling you something maybe. Like there's all sorts of bits made to be distracting, you know. There's oh yeah, definitely. Adverts everywhere. Whereas out here, you know, you can take in, try and take in as much as you can and just be peaceful with your thoughts, you know. Yeah. And just like all the uh, hustle and bustle and or any kind of typical distraction of everyday yeah. life. Yeah. Just, you just might, your mind just sedates it all and it's just, 
Man. Right, we're going uphill a little here. I these, uh, I'll, yeah, I like how the moss has clung. Yeah, these mosses, it's beautiful. The moss has, the moss has clung yeah, to the stones <laughs> here, and it's like, it's kind of sealed them as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, keep on. I think there's a, another abandoned building up here. Yeah, yeah. And then I think uh, yeah, we'll we're going to be turning into a field shortly. Oh, wow. But who knows how long these structures have been here for, and who knows what people were talking about when they were first built. Yeah, yeah. You know. Com in comparison to now. I love, oh. I love ruins. There's, these are proper <laughs> ruins, these. Yeah, these yeah. sort of yeah, old barns for, for livestock, maybe, yeah. Oh, okay. An old sort of corrugated tin roof that's fallen in oh, and it's got oh. moss all over it. Yeah. We'll come back. Yeah. Brilliant. So this is like, yeah, half a, half a house here. I, I'm pretty sure this would have been for like livestock or something. And there's trees yeah. growing in it now. And like you mentioned about observation the things that's happened in this specific space it's uh it's intriguing you know and it's it's just it's cool to yeah like i say imagine the stories and things yeah. people were talking about yeah, yeah. when these were crisp put like brand new buildings yeah. you know probably the yeah, same kind you? of concerns that everyone has today <laughs> yeah 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 oh wow so it's uh yeah there's lots to discover that you, yeah you're just kind of like looking closer a bit out here on yeah. you just like spontaneously spontaneously um you know you oh, oh, <laughs> 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 the cold just got to my tongue yeah the spontaneity of uh being invited all invited by all these uh intriguing things it's just I think that's what makes the beauty of the uh, countryside. You never know what's around the corner. Yeah, 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 <laughs> true. Again, another kind of metaphor. But yeah, yeah. I think like a lot of adventures would be like rural. If you're writing like an adventure story, it would usually involve um, something that taps into the mystery of nature, you know. Oh, yeah. The most exciting kind of things I can think of, like adventures of yeah. all kind of rural ones. Right, oh, we're going over here now, if we can. Which we kind of have to, because I don't know where... Is that all right? That's kind of all right. Well, I think once you get past uh, yeah. this initial bit, it's all right. But you can kind of take in the view here as well. Right. A few crops frozen over there. Everything's kind of... I guess in the summer, where it peak season in farming communities, it's all like yeah. machinery out. There's but stuff getting dug and planted. Yeah. Now it's just frozen. It's, it's just <laughs> hibernating, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's be careful here. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah just testing how... <laughs> I could do with my arms back. <laughs> there we go. I'm just numb everywhere, but I'm used to it. I'm used to it running. Going on an outdoor adventure with another creative practitioner is a wonderfully out-of-context experience. I only know Jamie from performing in dingy basement bars. Rolling around in the mud together in a crisp pastoral landscape is something else entirely. But it's fun, and it makes you see your connection with another person and your own creativity in a different light. I think I might take a group of artists on an orienteering trip someday. It's a frozen, frozen ice and right, mud again. So is here. that... Safe to be there. So it's fine here, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, uh, did he slip? Nah. You just, uh, it's just muddy. It always reminds me of 
being a kid, this these kind of moments, you know, yeah. where you're like treading on ice. It's still just as un okay. uncertain now. There's, yeah. I'm just as uncertain treading on ice now as I was as a bloody four-year-old. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But you get more cautious when you get older, don't you? And yeah, and I'm like, you know, sort of lanky, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I'm more Bambi-like on my feet. <laughs> anyway, oh, it's better over here. It's a bit more it's solid. A Stable ground. That's what we all want, right? Yeah. It's a bit, uh, it might be better over. It's very, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's very, um, I don't know. Deceiving is this story. <laughs> yes. It looks dry and then you like, boom. <laughs> it is deceiving, yeah. You, you, I'm sort of trying to tread in others' footsteps and that's yeah. kind of symbolic, maybe. Oh, which, yeah. which is always the easiest thing to do, isn't it? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like it's easier to walk in the footsteps where people because it's more stable, and in life, that's easier as well to do what you know people have done before you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it looks See? like a flat path up here. Yeah. See, See I'm a little bit off. Like I am an adrenaline junkie, so I like to do things. That's a bit, you know, safely dangerous. So you, you loving you loving this then. I am, yeah, yeah, I am, yeah, I, uh, I like, I like a bit of a spontaneity, spontaneity in life, so it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, this is, yeah, this is in my element. <laughs> so we're here and it's like a, a, a long yellow puddles, uh. frozen, yeah. Frozen, but you can see the water beneath it, it's still going. I was going to say, is it just me or is, is, is it actually, is it moving? That does look like it's moving. Or oh, is it me? Because I've, I've been, visually, I've been experiencing a lot of these kind of things at the minute where things are either moving but they're not. No, no, I see what you mean. My perspective, like, it I looks like know. it's, the angle is more sharp when I'm looking at the close. How much mm. do you want to jump in it? You no. first. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no I, I kind of yeah. want to preserve it in a way. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else has burst all the frozen puddles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's leave that one be. Yeah, I saw that that was kind of moving. I think the water was moving beneath it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the ice was still on top, so it looked like there was some movement, but not always. Oh, yeah. And I guess that, that you could kind of associate that as a metaphor. Yeah. Like something that is still, but you know, you don't quite know what's going on beneath it. Oh yeah. There's, there's even a person, you know, sometimes What's beneath. <laughs> some, yeah, sometimes someone can look like they've got it all together and yeah. they're like just coasting, but beneath there's like something else Intriguing. going on. Uh, You're all right. uh, it was um Okay. This is this is uh this we're gonna get through this, yeah? I might yeah, okay. We can go up on this. It's not too bad. I feel like, have you seen that Vicar Dibley scene? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to like do a Vicar Dibley with, with put <laughs> Right. It's alright, I, I just managed it without holding on to anything, so... <laughs> it's it's alright, it's just this one bit. Oh, oh that's easy. Stepping stones to uh, the puddles, hey. Again, go. a metaphor, stepping stones. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stepping stones, you can help you out. There always seems to be stepping stones where you oh, need yeah. them. Where you need them, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's always something there. Should we, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right. Can't wait for a nice cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I've got that thought in my head. 
You got sorry? No, I've got that thought in my head. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's a nice one. It's a nice one. Oh, that's relaxed. But it does it does feel mild-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, flatter ground. As you say, you just you don't know what's around the corner. No. Uh, ever. And well, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing like everything now. Like, I mean, are you are you a sort of a planner? Did you do you plan or do you just uh, hurdle and do it? <laughs> well, I do as much as I, I can. Like, yeah. I plan up to the point where there's no point doing it. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I do try and leave room for flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Because inevitably, you can't you can't just segment everything like that. Oh no. But no, I, I do approach everything and I have a deadline, set personal yeah. deadlines and timelines if it's a big project. Yeah, yeah. You kind of owe it, owe it to people and yourself. So oh, definitely. You've got to kind of frame it. Uh, I suppose not. Not not with everything. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do try and plan as much as I feasibly can. Yeah. See, I were a planner until the pandemic took hold, and oh. I just do now. Don't plan. I do. Before I do some, I'll do it. So it's changed your sort of Perspective. project management approach. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Not just creative instincts, like I'm an adrenaline junkie. I used to plan, right? I'm going to do all this this year, this year. I've been so crazy over the last four months I've done about two bungee jumps. I've booked, right. another, I've booked, I've booked another five. God willing, they'll help, uh, they'll happen. So, even things on that kind of surge of life, I'm just like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Do you know what? It's, I think a lot more people need to do that. Oh, well, I think loads of people are doing that now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because it's just, it, it's, we know more than ever that we're at the mercy of nature. Oh, yeah, definitely. And actually, that's kind of a respect, more respect I have for it in yeah. a way now. Like, we knew that you could, you know, the thunderstorms can strike and ruin your plans whenever, oh, yeah. you know, rain on your wedding day and all that stuff. It, yeah. But like, what's happening now with the virus and stuff? It's like, yeah, we know kind of who's boss again, <laughs> and we know that we can't plan the world. And yeah, yeah, you do need to be flexible. I think that's where resilience comes in, right? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, like, yeah. some people might not be able to cope with that. Yeah. Like, planners particularly. Oh, definitely. I feel for the planners. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they've just had the rug taken from them I think some people can roll with the punches a bit better yeah yeah um but like it's resilience and it's like well what else because when you come to it it's a choice like everything and it's like well what am I going to do not do anything creative yeah yeah or am I going to do it ad hoc when I can oh god definitely I remember like going through cow fields uh, (laughs) so I was down in Cornwall year before last alright yeah uh with my girlfriend and, and there was about 30 cows in this small really? field and the path and they were either side of the path 15 of them either side oh, no. and I was just like well come on no, they're alright you just got to make yourself look big oh, yeah. but then you don't want to provoke them either. yeah yeah true and, uh, and she was like going up and, and doing a little polite you're right <laughs> as if that would help yeah yeah I just loved that oh that's the beauty in your soulmate. It's you just find things that's like, oh, 
<laughs> real respectable thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Little details <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And that's it for this edition of Look Closer, the Found Fiction podcast. Thanks very much to my special guest, Jamie Harry Scrutton, who took us on a creative adventure around Eckert Reservoir. If you fancy joining us for a run and some creative chat, let us know and you could be our next podcast guest. Thank you for listening to Look Closer, the Found Fiction podcast. That's it for this time. Until next time, stay positive, connected and kind. <laughs>